0: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs>
0: We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt. The pressure All the ship's energy is now in the wave done. I doubt anyone
2: here would recognize civic virtue if it reached up and bit you in the ass.
1: Oh, did I hurt your feelings. the magneto's right, there's a war coming. You sure you're on the right side?
0: emporium well for the prime yourself tomorrow night show listen to the morocone show you you'll get a primer about what announcement i'm prim- making tomorrow night but that's for tomorrow night let's get that out uh but now hello fred
2: hey what's going on <laughs> Oh, Disneyland opened
0: up today. Did you read that article from that reporter who was there that was a Disney fanatic?
2: No, um, but I hope he catches COVID.
0: <laughs> no, she didn't go in. She said just trying to get in with some one of the scariest fucking experiences of her life. People were crowded everywhere. Disney was not got their shit together.
2: <laughs> America. <laughs> Got to see that fucking plastic mouse.
0: <laughs> no, they ain't going to have the plastic mouse. They got the zoos open, they got rides, and they, and they hose down the rides after every ride and all that. But still, if you're oh, not you going go. to keep the people separated, what's the fucking use?
2: Are they at least enforcing mask laws? Like, are they, are they making people wear masks? Or are they just like, I don't care. I got Mickey Mouse ears. I'm good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they got cool Mickey Mouse masks and stuff.
2: Oh, okay. At least they're wearing masks. I mean, I ride the bus every day, and motherfuckers aren't wearing a mask sitting like two inches from my neck every day. So <laughs> Yeah, I've seen <laughs> a cool mask this.
0: that would fit you. Oh, really? Yeah, and it said, I what wear a mask, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: tempted to wear my World War II uh, Russian uh NBC mask, my nuclear biological chemical warfare mask on the bus just to fuck with people.
1: Yeah.
0: Think about all those people that are into the S and M where they wear the gas mask to use for the air control. They like, fuck it, we straight. Yup. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have to get a filter for my gas mask though so I could like ride the bus with it on. It just gets so yeah. hot. If it wasn't summer, I'd totally wear it. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs>
0: And drive-ins are fucking going bigger than the motherfucker. The Monsterama Drive-In with Night One, the Sam Sherman films, and Night Two, with Boggy Creek and three other films to be announced, is on.
2: Nice. Oh, I'm, that makes my heart so happy that the drive-ins are making a comeback. That's the one good thing that came from this fucking pandemic: is people are rediscovering the drive-in.
0: You stay in your car. You watch a movie. And you
2: don't feel isolated in your house. You're out. You can look at the car. You can look at the couple next to you fucking in the car across from you. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was want to fun part. Hey man, look at there. Be fucking. And then when the motherfucker be lasting thirty seconds, you just laugh at his ass when he gets out the car. Oh, look at you. You <laughs> <last> thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> I actually had one experience. I was with my dad, and we were, we drove to the coast to watch a storm. And I looked over to the car next to us, and my dad started laughing because the guy's head is back, and he's, like, jerking around. And I'm like, what's going on, Dad? And then I see the woman coming off, wiping her face. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just watched the guy get head.
0: Uh, I watched it <laughs> one time I was at the drive-in. I was, as a the twin air, and I was, like, 11. And the guy was, like, humping his brains out. Motherfucker was, like, <laughs> a punk rocker getting fucking a girl. It was cool God until please. you heard, "Woo!" Oh God damn! Turned out he threw his head <laughs> back so far he cracked his skull on the roof.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs>
0: uh,
2: wrong head to be the slapped. And we slapper. looked at his car when
0: we when I got out to use the bathroom, and yes, there was a dent in the car. Poor bastard! I think his girlfriend oh. had to run to the hospital. <laughs> oh,
2: it's <that's> funny. <laughs>
0: And that's oh, what we love about yeah. the drive-ins. Now we're going back to 1980. Mm. To really set up 1980, we could go back to 1978 with, uh, well, 1978 and 79 with two big movies that's really going to affect 1980. One was a little film set in Illinois, He's right, Fred?
2: <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Should I say it? And that would
0: be John Carpenter's Halloween. Yes. <laughs>
2: the, boom, the slasher boom began.
0: Yeah. What was odd about that is how they released it. Do you remember how they released it, Fred?
2: Uh, no, actually, I don't. They released I mean, it I on was, a limited
0: uh... six-week runs in bigger cities, then pulled it from theaters for four months to get the hype to build up. Oh, okay. And then when it finally got wide, Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) So Word of Mouth sold that film after a few people saw it and then it disappeared.
0: Smart. Yeah. Everyone was frothing at the mouth to see it by the time it came back out around Halloween. What was I, six
2: or seven when it came out, I think, or maybe even eight? I was uh,
0: eight.
2: You was eight, so I was younger. I'm younger than you, so I was probably like six or seven. No,
0: I'm 49.
2: Oh, you're 49, so I had to be about eight. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was about eight or nine. I was about eight when it first came out, nine when it got wide release, because it had that weird tag. The movie you wanted, the movie that they were afraid to watch, now you can see it. Okay,
2: so you were born in 71.
0: All right. 70.
2: Seventy. So no, you you're a year older than me. So in yeah. seventy what eight, you would have been. Yeah, you would have been. So I would have been younger. Okay.
0: My birthday's in September. When so when it first came out in March and May, I was eight.
2: Hey, I like films. I'm not a mathematician. I'm stupid and that failed, so <laughs> I'm looking to remember 1980.
0: <laughs> and next year came a movie that no one expected. I mean, yes, Night of the Living Dead was big at the drive-in still, and was one of the bigger midnight movies. So there was sort of a lot of anticipation when Donna the Dead hit but did they expect an unrated gore zombie film to really kick ass at the box office and get $150,000 for 26 showings on HBO?
2: (laughs) Nope. No one expected that film to go anywhere. They just thought it was going to be another small-ass film, come out, disappear, but it was fucking huge, which pretty much set uh, George Romero's career.
0: You know what's funny still talking is with about that budget movie. they had, which they've never said. With all the pre-sales they did around the world and the HBO sale, they were already in profit for the movie and it hit the theaters. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it cost them a nickel to make it, and they made fucking a million dollars back from that nickel. <laughs> yeah.
0: And do you think they would allow them to have something like that today? Have them, like, imagine just a little scruffy bunch of filmmakers like me and you making a film when we go to this giant mall. Hey, give us the keys to the mall at night. We'll make sure it's cleaned up in the morning. We'll film. We're filming this gory zombie film. And then they just told the keys go, okay, just make sure it's clean by 7 a.m. when the mall walkers come in.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, George Romero actually um, knew the owner of the mall. It was one of the first malls built, like, and even in the country. Like, it was one of the first. It wasn't the first, but it was one of the first. And the owner was actually buddies with Romero. So he brought Romero over to the mall to give him a tour, and that's where Romero said, hey, this would be a cool location for a zombie film. This ain't no fucking rundown farmhouse. People could actually survive in here. And that's when, um, when he pitched the idea that Argento was like, come out, come out to Italy, and I'm going to set you up in this fucking hotel, and you write the script, which, and give me the rights to the European releases, which it actually came out yeah, just earlier. What Romero
0: didn't know is that Night of the Living Dead was one of the biggest freaking hits ever over in Italy.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah. And it had, like, multiple, like, like, all kinds of imitations. And Dawn of the Dead created even more, which, you know, I mean, anyone that's a fan of zombie films, Fuchi Zombie, is, like, you know, directly made because of that film. But the brilliance of the people that wrote um, Zombie, because uh, Fuchi didn't write it. He, but the writers of Zombie said, yeah, Dawn of the Dead is really huge, but we don't want to do Dawn of the Dead. We're going back to the classic voodoo zombie. So that's its own film. So I never called that a rip off of Dawn of the Dead. I say it's inspired by Donald Dead*. I've always called never a
0: Zombie sort of a prequel to Night of the Living Dead.
2: It kind of works that way too, Because yeah, it because it brilliantly it starts in New York with a zombie falling in the water and then the other cop zombie in the fucking hospital. Then the movie starts, you forget about the whole New York scene and then by the end of the film it wraps around back to the zombies and Crossing the Brooklyn Bridge into fucking New York City, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the start of the zombie apocalypse. But
0: that scene that's of the zombie movie. coming out of the water is in a deleted scene, or if you got an autograph picture from the guy who played that zombie at the con, yeah, that's lost footage. Yeah, of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wish they would edit that back in, but eh, whatever. <laughs> it's lost. <laughs> I'm they what I got. to find it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of like the um, Spider Pit scene in the original King Kong. They have yeah. only have stills of it, but they don't have the footage of it anymore. So, all right, we're going off on a tangent here. <laughs>
0: and going now, we're starting with Alien Dead. Good old Fred Olin Ray. If you love <laughs> crap straight to video movies in the 80s and 90s. There's a 99.99% chance you've seen a Fred Owen Ray film.
2: Oh, yeah. And the Alien, and alien seen Dead seen is, out,
0: a- which is good. <laughs> alien yeah. Prey was shot for like 10 cents and was so bad that he reshotted himself as uh, Bioshock, I think. He reshotted, I just forget yes. the title. Yes. I know the video cover, though, It's the one with the alien crawling out of the toxic waste drum.
2: Oh okay, yeah, yeah, that's um yeah, Biohazard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Biohazard, <laughs> which,
0: thank you. Yeah. That was a remake of yeah, by-
2: yeah, which there was Hold confusion on. for a while with that. Oh I'm sorry. What's wrong? Hello. Alright, it's my show now.
0: But none of us really he, knew Fred Olin Ray until Scalps. Yeah. That one
2: was good. Oh. Yeah, there's different cuts of Scalps. But I was going to say Biohazard. It's funny. A little backstory on that one is um, he had the title for Biohazard. Another little film that you and I love came out with that title, and they had to change it to Night Creatures, and then eventually it went to Mutant. So, and they, they, and a lot of those films back then, uh, especially in no, the VHS, um, came, after, came
0: out after Mutant.
2: Yeah, but they had to keep changing the titles because they were like, you ripped off my title. No, you ripped off my title. This is Mutant. No, this is Mutant. I've actually seen the VHS boxes for both films with the same titles, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You actually, if you go to Google, people are selling them for like a hundred, two hundred bucks each now because of the different boxes, you know. Yeah. But um, and alien, next, a, alien dead. Sorry, real plan. quick, just alien dead is Fred Olin Ray's fucking uh, gone with the wind of cheesy, low budget, straight to video, shot on eight millimeter film. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> and next is what most people consider one of the best jaw exploitation films there is. And that's Louis Teague's alligator. God is this oh. one fun. If you get a chance is that to the watch it watch, it's fun.
2: That's the one with the alligator in the sewer and it gets big and starts chomping on people. It eats the uh Yeah wedding kind of party Robert party Forster yes.
0: in it, it's and uh, yes. Henry Silva
2: Yeah. I remember um I remember seeing the clips of that in Terror in the Isles with Donald Pleasant. He was talking about that film. But to me, that film is like a leftover of the 70s, like, animal exploitation film. You had, like, Day of the Animals, um, those type of films. What's another? Prophecy? Yeah,
0: Jawsploitation.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you know, yeah, like the giant mutant bear movie. So, to me, Alligator always still felt like a 70s film but it's still good. Oh, it is, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, here's a question for our generation. What was the film that we lost our Ken Russell Cherry with? Nine Uh, percent of us will say Altered States.
2: Yay! (laughs) I had it right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that is the one that we... That was the first Ken Russell film that
2: I ever seen. What about you? Yeah, same here. And I remember a tr- I actually had, um I got a fever from watching that. Because when I saw it, it freaked me out so much. It made me, like, start thinking of, like, you know, anthropology, the past. Where did we come from? Like, it really fucked me up. <laughs> and I remember I got sick. My parents wouldn't let me watch it for a while after that.
0: It's a trippy film.
2: Yeah, drugs. Uh, we were expecting you know, going some kind of monster
0: film with the guy turned into an ape. Instead, we got some kind of fucking LSD trip, and we liked it. <laughs>
2: yeah, and it had um special effects by, you know, Dick Smith. So that was, that was, he fucking, he pulled off. He was like the hype. He was a special effects artist before they even had the title special effects artist. They just called him naked. Yeah, he's the god of our god
0: of the eighties. Yeah. If they yeah. had or an or award he would have effects. won for the Exorcist.
2: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. He won he won the award for that and um so he got the whole special effects thing going. Like all your special effects artists owe credit to him. And even before him was, you know, of course the uh, What's his name? Fucking the uh, Hunchback of Notre yeah, Dame. Here's
0: Chaney, uh, senior. Yeah,
2: here's Chaney Sr. Yeah, Yeah, but we wouldn't have uh, the movement of special effects today if it wasn't for Dick Smith, who really yeah. shared his secrets with everyone. Like, every time he came up with a new technique, anyone he knew that was a special effects artist, he sent them samples and how to do it. So, and he'd have a big you. file
0: cabinet. Tom Savini has told he said, there were many a times he didn't know how to do a stunt, do a gag and he called up Dick Miller and Dick Miller go to his file cabinet and go do 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 Okay, yeah. i will be to you in a day or two. And he yeah. would send him a Dick paper Smith, that yeah. he already had ready and memographed like a million <laughs> copies to send out.
2: Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have any Roboteens or we wouldn't have any of them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Botan, and I next is Not a movie Botan. that you
0: know as The Grim Reaper. <laughs>
2: the movie and, no one could pronounce the title of. <laughs> a, you
0: mean Anthropophagus? Anthropophagus. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Every time I hear someone talk about it, yeah, that movie Anthropophagus is for a pig. <laughs>
0: Anthropophagus. Well, its translated version is even stupider. What was it? The Meat Eater. Really? That's what oh, I mean? Yeah, name. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: The Meat Eater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Grim Reaper is fine. Anthropopop, uh, be that. Never mind. <laughs>
0: Grim Reaper, Anthro. Just say Anthro. That's what we say for short.
2: Yeah, which has one of the greatest endings ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you he gets the nuts blown out. Then he just eats them all, looking her in the fucking eye. Like, what do you think of this, bitch? Is this over and top enough for you? Ah!
2: Yeah, stare, staring his victim in the eye And he eats his own guts he's tearing out of himself It's
0: fucking great And what's screwed like. up as this movie starts out The first 45 minutes you think it's just gonna be another Gory slasher Yeah And then he corners into. the pregnant woman in the cave And that's when she gets mucked up Gets very messed up
2: It, it literally turns into like a Mondo film <laughs> Well, yeah, no one rips mean, out a rabbit
0: t- fetus from a girl's stomach and eats it and says it's a baby. <laughs>
2: yeah, rips her baby out and starts chomping. <laughs> she's pregnant. I remember. Yeah, the guy says she's pregnant. And he just like faps her, rips it out and starts eating. It's like, oh fuck.
0: <laughs> and here's a an commendation for uh, one of the runners up for worst film of 1980, The Awakening.
2: Oh, this was it? That's the um
0: <laughs> the mummy movie with uh, Charleston Heston. That was always on HBO, and we were always like, why?
2: Yeah, I I have barely any memories of that one. Is that the one where the? Oh God, uh, I'm trying to remember Is it. That was that the one where the um spirit of the queen possesses this guy's daughter. Yeah, and trick somebody into it. In?
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: I saw it once or twice cuz it has the you have to admit the VHS box is the coolest cover ever. The money looking it it almost great
0: looked... But then you watch the movie. A movie can be anything. But boring. Yeah. Boring yeah, is very still boring. a death.
2: Yeah, no, I don't mind the movie being bad, terrible, shitty even, but when you're boring, you're you that's when I draw the line. I'm like, get out. No fuck you. I can at least be entertained by a shitty movie. Alien Dead is a shitty movie, let's face it. But it's entertaining as fuck.
0: Yeah, you can make fun but of it. That... Like, don't look like it ah! But no. Yeah.
2: The Awakening, though, that was just like a snore fest. So avoid that one. But get the poster. And the the baby awesome.
0: Pete, <laughs> Peter Mediak has one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, a, a young girl seducing William Shatner. Ah!
2: <laughs> I forgot he was even in that. Holy shit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was horrifying. Well, like, oh, don't kiss him. Oh, God. <laughs> well, what was he at the time? He was like, what, 30s, 20s, 30s at that point? Yeah, so, like 40s. I, 40s? I think. Oh, okay. This so this. 30s. Is teenage girls seducing them? Yeah, it's kind of horrifying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And next is one of the movies that sold itself as a Halloween rip-off. And then when you went in to watch it, you're like, what the fuck? This ain't no Halloween rip-off. This is some bizarre weird shit with a mirror and just... What the fuck is the best way to describe the Boogeyman ever. There's no other way to describe it other
2: than what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Well, I got to have a confession here. I I had a huge crush on Susanna Love. Like, I I, I would watch anything she was in. She could make a movie of her drinking tea in a room reading a book, and I'll watch it just because I had the biggest crush on her. But the Boogeyman, um, it definitely the soundtrack, I think, is what got people thinking it was like the a Halloween rip off because the soundtrack no, is definitely is a
0: Halloween rip off. Well yeah, but um
2: like the soundtrack definitely had like John Carpenter influences. It was like we I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I have the original vinyl to it. Yeah. And it just it's like one of the freakiest films I've ever seen. Like there's nothing Halloween about it. You know? It's yeah, it's, it's some like of what best a possessed ever,
0: Like, guy's uh stabbed in the back of the mouth with a barbecue fork, and then the door slams him in the ass and stabs his girlfriend. Yeah. Well,
2: my favorite kill is the um, woman who literally stabs herself with a piece of glass. But she literally yeah. grabs the piece. That's after her little brother. He, he jumps in. And I forgot what he's saying. He's like, ah, or some shit. And the window slams on his fucking neck and cracks it. So, yeah, no, this is weird because it's a possessed mirror by a guy who was, like, what, a killer or something like that, or a rapist? And
0: uh, No, I, he I was just remember fiddling her he, mom and tied her and her brother to the bed, and the brother got loose and stabbed the guy to death.
2: That's it, yeah. You know, I just remember the guy wearing a fucking um, stocking on his face. Like, he was kinky like that, having sex with the guy's older sister or so, the kid's older sister or some shit. Her yeah. mom. Oh, it was her mom. It was her mom. That's right, because the mother yeah. died, and that's when Susanna Love and the brother freaked out. Well, wow, but it's a good movie. I mean, it's got some definitely some chilling fucking scenes in it. So that one I'd never put down.
0: After have to it. And here's one of the better Italian cannibal rip movies of the 80s, and that would be Cannibal Apocalypse, which has a line that sums <laughs> up my attitude towards any problem.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: That Just one I mean honest. It's
2: not my favorite <laughs> Is that the one With John Saxon Yeah Yeah John Okay I do like that one Yeah The the, the shootout scene In the fucking uh, Supermarket's the best The whole lockdown and, I mean It was kind of like Playing on what The whole Vietnam Thing Because the Vietnam yeah, Was still Vietnam pricing
0: everyone
2: Yeah Yeah Going Georgia. crazy They were kind of, Mm-hmm so, yeah, no, that's a decent one. Okay. I thought you were talking about the other one that I was like, blah. <laughs>
0: no, no, that yeah, one was just of... crazy fun. With lines like asses to asses, shit to shit. Which I, yeah. mean before, I love that one. That's the way the cop sums it up at the end of the movie after all the monsters are dead.
2: Ashes <laughs> to
0: asses, shit to shit. Yeah. No, that's then, a good uh, one. Oh. And Supposedly going down on a 12-year-old girl, and he actually bites her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the movie's definitely disturbing. Again, that falls under the uh, old 42nd Street Mondo category.
0: (laughs) You need to watch it again. It's more fun than disturbing. It's fun trash. They just re-released it on Blu-ray, finally. My DVD is is worth it. And I'm glad of it.
2: Yeah, isn't the DVD cut, too? No, I have a I have a DVD and I read about those scenes that aren't in my disc, so I might have a cut disc. It's like no, some unknown it's, company. No, it's uncut. I
0: Ninety-five minutes. I don't know is what. Uncut.
2: Mine's is like eighty-three.
0: Is yours the deluxe edition?
2: No, mine is a fucking dollar store special.
0: Oh, okay. I've got the deluxe edition. You've probably got Invasion of the Flesh Hunters, which is cut.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 83 minutes long. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're so missing got the some of the best parts.
2: Yeah, I have to pick that one up on uh, Blu-ray now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And next is one of the best haunted house movies ever made, The Changeling.
2: Oh, the <laughs> That see there was something weird in nineteen eighty. Like I said, it was a crossover from the seventies and they were still doing like ghost movies and haunting yeah, movies. Yeah, well, right? you That's gotta admit, uh nineteen
0: eighty two was the first year that movies that were completely started in the eighties came out. Yeah. Movies
2: they that were had that, that were released in 1980 were started in 1978. Exactly. So they still had, like, disco in the fucking movies and shit
1: like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it wasn't until, like, 1980, you had the second wave British hardcore punk movement going, and American yeah. punk was really taking off, which you'll see influencing films later in the 80s. Yeah. So I always found that fascinating, though. It's like, hey, here's 1970s, there's 1980. Who the fuck is still doing disco dances in the 80s? You know. Well, I've always
0: had that theory that each decade does not start to the second year of the decade because 80 uh, and eight because the first two years are still flushing out old projects that were started out at the very last of the old decade.
2: Yeah, but there is a distinct line between 70s feel and 80s because we had a complete cultural change in 1980 when Reagan became president, which we'll get into hey, when we we'll start going about later. Hey, Reagan gave us jelly pardon.
0: bellies. We got, I, got to give him, I got to give him that much. He gave us jelly bellies. <laughs>
2: All right, so what were we talking
0: about? Uh, the Changeling, which is a creepy, and you're right. It is <laughs> a very, very 70s feel to it, but it's still creepy as fuck. Uh, yeah. If you're yeah, no, I love that film. And you like haunted house films? Definitely get this one.
2: Yeah, I mean George C. Scott was great in that. I have to give it to him. The only other thing I know, George C. Scott is Firestarter and hardcore, where he's like, "Turn it off, turn it off!" Watching his little girl get fucked. <laughs> yeah,
0: turn it off, turn it off. Wait, she's not him. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's such a fucked-up movie, hardcore. <laughs> anyway, The Changeling, fucking awesome ghost story. That kind of feel doesn't feel like the 80s yet, but it started rolling the ball in the 80s. So, Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: we got a lot of films.
0: <laughs> and here we are with... Hey, kids, did you have the USA channel in the early to the mid-80s? Yeah, Steve.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you had to see this movie at least five to ten times, along with <laughs> mutants. and that would be yeah. The Children.
2: One of my favorites. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, it's a movie right, as like... hell.
0: You expect some, some, a movie with a goofy premise like they get uh, attacked by a radiation cloud and then their fingernails turn black, and when they touch you, You melt. You expect something goofy out of that, honestly.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of that, the spookiness of that film was contributed to the film stock they used. It was grainy, it was dark, it had a greenish hue to it, and it just gave, like, a very thick vibe to it. So, the children is fucking...
0: Yeah.
2: Children was great, like, I mean, just from the get-go, thinking a little kid going, Mommy, Daddy, and then they touch you with their microwave hands and nuke you.
0: <laughs> and plus, this movie didn't fuck around when it comes to killing kids. Oh, we just cut off their hands and they were mutants. Yeah, but you still kill maybe 20 or 30 kids. Yeah. I mean, I think been it had the record would've... for most kids killed on screen and told Beware Child the Children at Play.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's one scene where a guy's shooting a fucking shotgun out a window and blowing kids in the chest with it. <laughs> it's like holy shit. I yeah. feel like they released it with the original title, "The Children of Raven's, ba- Raven's Back. That's a cool little uh, title. Uh, the
0: trauma, the trauma DVD has the "Children of Raven's Back title.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, I gotta, I gotta find that one. I gotta. I know they re-released it on Blu-ray, and the yeah. lead actress in it, Gail Garnett. Here's a little trivia for, like, monster fans. She, was the, she sang the uh, title sequence for Mad Monster Party, the original Rankin-Bass fucking animated movie with, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula. She, she was the singer for uh, I Used to Have the CD. She sang the um, opening theme song for that.
0: And next up is one of the best Christmas movies ever, which... No one really ever got until it hit DVD and it really started getting watched. And that's Christmas Evil. I freaking love this (laughs) sick little Christmas twisted joke. It's
2: it's such a sleazy little film. And I watch it every Christmas. Christmas Evil is the fucking greatest. Very rules. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it has such. That feels like early 1980s. You know, he's in the brown suit. He's got the kind of like the wavy 70s hair, but it feels 80s. Yeah.
0: That
2: one actually kind of felt 1980s. And I love every time
0: that there's a setup for a scene, you don't know how it's going to play out. Is it going to be good or is he going to go psycho and kill somebody? You don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean at one second he's handing out little presents, like he has got crazy looks in his eyes and he's giving kids presents. The next thing you know he's stabbing someone in the fucking eye. It's like what the well, fuck that is going deserved... on here? Oh, they all deserved it. Anyone everyone he killed, they kinda deserved it. <laughs> like yeah. he didn't he didn't just randomly go out and massacre people. He was killing people that actually deserved it that what he felt were naughty. Well let's so. be
0: honest, if you was as prick as that guy wasn't uh I, on the church steps of someone in New York in a, in 1980, there's a good chance you wouldn't yeah. get fucking stabbed if you was being that big of a prick to someone. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, New York was still a dangerous, scary, sleazy place. It wasn't until, what, the late 80s, early 90s, they really cleaned it up.
0: 84, 85, you know, they, when, they, when they started sneaking in the,
2: yeah.
0: uh, the gentrification of New York.
2: Yeah, and you know that was um what's his fucking name? Oh God, Koch. Uh, Governor Koch, um, Ed Koch. When he fucking was like, yeah, I'm cleaning I'm up New it. York. Yeah, yeah, I'm cleaning up and New this York movie and Giuliani's Jeffrey DeMunn, which
0: most people would know from The Walking Dead nowadays.
2: I'm sorry, what was that?
0: Jeffrey DeMunn. Yes. He was he's uh, always in Frank bon's movies. He was in the mist, The Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. He's a he was a major he was a player on uh, The Walking Dead.
2: I'm trying to get his face in my I'm trying to get the image of his face in my mind.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> And next is a movie that, if I say this title, you probably wouldn't know if you're an 80s mutant. That's Lucio Fulci's The City of the Living Dead. That movie wouldn't have got us in the theaters back then, would it?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, I love the film now. When I first saw it, I was like, it it felt like a hot mess to me. But now it's like, I, I love that film. I watch it whenever I get the chance. I'm always popping yeah, that this game, but,
0: but Gates of Hell, shit, that get us in the theater. With that big, yeah. ugly, mean-looking zombie on the cover. Whoa. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I dare you to watch this, Mother Father. Oh, God.
2: Well, again, City of the Walking Dead had, um, there was another movie called City of the Walking Dead. So, again, they had to change titles. City of was a big problem dead. in the 70s. Yeah, City of the Living Dead. Oh, they look like they're walking. No, they're running. You know. So there was a bunch of uh, film titles that were too close. They, they kept changing film titles. What is it like? The Beyond was also known as Seven Doors of Death. You know? Pucci yeah. had a lot of t- title Hooper changes. In was, the they
0: put Toby Hooper's watching it on the poster when he hadn't even seen the yeah. motherfucking movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you, I get a lot of those films confused, especially back then. It's like, which movie did I see? Because all the fucking titles are either similar or, or they keep changing them.
0: Yeah, but Gates of Hell stands out. And they're yeah. finally released on Blu-ray under the Gates of Hell title. Which I Good. just think is cool that. badass. That'll, that'll track your eye.
2: Yeah. But that's the one with the ending in the uh, crypt, right? That really fucking psychotic crypt.
0: Yeah, and what happened was is that when it fades out, uh, there was an accident in the editing thing and the film got shredded. But he oh. liked the way it looked, so he kept it, which led to us going yes. all these years. What the hell happened in the ending? I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, that's the, that's the one with the opening of the priest hanging himself, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, more of a um, Lovecraftian,
0: other than zombies,
2: uh, yeah.
0: voodooism.
2: Yeah, that um, just a, like, a little fun fact. That priest hanging scene—if you saw Rob Zombie during his Hellbilly Deluxe tour, Rob yeah. Zombie used to like to play film behind him while he performed on stage, and that scene—they the, they quiet the band down, and that scene plays out of the priest hanging. You just hear the audience going nuts. It's so fucking cool. Yeah,
0: great movie. <laughs> and next yeah. is Louis Causes Contamination*. That's the one with the exploding <laughs> alien rip-off eggs that causes you to explode.
2: Yeah, they always make that noise. <laughs> I tell you. That's how you knew it's- the fucking thing was in the room with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's bad <laughs> And that woman's trapped in the shower for five minutes When she just could have run past the mother Before it exploded
2: Yeah Yeah, no it, it, But it's still, uh, again As bad as it is, it's not boring So you has got to check it fun. out It's yeah, one of especially those you the alien boys
0: Buy, get a pizza Get a joint If you're inclined Or just watch it and just go Ah, this is
2: Stupid. Oh, the greatest scene is the alien eating the person towards the end where he just grabs him and goes, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, and the jaws the don't even food. move. The guys
0: are just, like, crawling
2: into his throat going, ah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the giant carpet from that fucking 50s movie where the thing's, like, the walking around. No, 60s. Terror. The Creeping yeah, <laughs> It's like fun. the it's Next totally is a
0: TV miniseries, and it's all right, but it's kind of, meh. And that's the Curse of King Cut Tut's Tomb.
2: Wait, what was that? I missed it. The you Curse of King
0: Tut's, Tut's Tomb. It's right when oh, King okay. Tut Exhibit was uh, touring the U.S., so King Tut Mania was at its highest. So they did... Yeah. A movie about the supposed curse.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was around... And that. next then, um... is... Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, wasn't that where that stupid King Tut dance came from, too? From uh, Steve Martin? Like, wasn't it the beginning of that hype before it even got to the um, Yeah. The news? Yeah. There was yeah, like that a whole song, King Tut dance. hilarious. Yeah. I remember that shit.
0: <laughs> anyway. And next is Death Ship, which is a very bizarre movie, which is why I like it. It's the one where their ship crashes and they climb on this Nazi freighter in the middle of the sea and the Nazis in st- the ship starts killing everyone and, Ger- and George Kennedy starts driving the boat and talking in German.
2: Yeah, I just I mostly remember the uh, VHS box of the uh, steel ship with the uh, skull face and the 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 sharp teeth. The the boat was a giantly like, eaten monster. But yeah, yeah. No, I remember it was like a creepy ghost Nazi movie, which is definitely another leftover of the seventies Nazi horror zombie movies. Nazi and zombies and that movie and shit like ghost that.
0: ship uh, that came out in the 00's. Totally ripped
2: this one off. Yeah, I didn't. I skipped that one totally because I'm like, eh, if I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch the original.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how can you tell a slasher is horrid?
2: Uh, by giving it a really bad title.
0: When you have a porno star starring in it, Harry Reams, oh. and he doesn't even use his porn name in the movie, and he doesn't even use oh, his that's... real name, or the name he usually uses when he's in straight films. As soon as I see uh, now, wait, I'm get... like, oh, demented. Harry Reams stars yeah. in it, but he doesn't yeah. use any of his, He doesn't use his real name, his porn name, or his usual acting name. As soon as i seen that, I'm like, my God, is this movie going to be horrible. And I yeah, was right. Yeah, that's the
2: rape revenge movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that's in
2: the uh, line of the whole rape revenge uh, films that came out around that time.
0: Yeah, the only revenge in yeah. this movie is you want to hunt down the filmmakers and beat the living shit out of them you watch
2: it. Yeah, I rented it once because the cover looked cool. The woman with the knife, you know. And How did you
0: make it past watched- the laugh? Last- <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah and then He's going to like laugh said, and
0: piss his dogs off
2: When I saw Harry Reams I'm like hey that's a dude from the Devil and Miss Jones You know yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and, and uh, throat, And I'm like oh shit I rented a porn Oh wait no this is just boring as fuck <laughs> Yeah
0: if you watch a movie like Hey he's got a porn guy And he doesn't use his porn name Oh, yeah. God. He's too embarrassed. He's not embarrassed to be in the Devil with Miss Jones, but he's embarrassed of this shit. I'd be yeah. afraid to watch it.
2: So, and this is an example of rape revenge film where it almost glorifies rape. Like, it just made it too,
1: oh,
2: look at us. We're raping this girl. It's not like watching I Spit on Your Grave where you actually, they made the rape ugly to the point to where you're like, there's no sexuality yeah. about this at all. It's just violence. That one's just like, hey, we're fucking her, you know? And that was another turn yeah. for me. Like, like I could deal with a rape revenge film if they handled the rape in a way to where they're not glorifying it. They didn't glorify it in I uh, spit on your Grave*. This film, I felt like they kind of glorified it.
0: I also no, got that there's feeling a lot of rape months. scenes in the rape revenge films of the early '80s, and we are exploitation mutants. We're jaded.
1: Yeah. That
0: they shoot the rape scenes like sex scenes. That's just no.
2: Yeah, yeah. You don't shoot it like a sex scene. You shoot it as it is—an ugly, horrible, the act of violence. Not, I
0: mean, you know, Joe you. you, you I, I'm sure. Commentary for I spent on your grave. These guys are sexually beating the shit out of this woman.
2: Yeah, yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, nah, but like I said, you, you could put porn music to the fucking rape scene and uh, demented, and you couldn't tell the difference, you know. Anyway,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry Moving for my rant. On, just don't watch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and next is a crappy movie with oh. Speaking of movies that set in discos and stuff, Don't Go in the House, great oh, okay. movie. Yeah. But if you watched it, you would be shocked to find out that it came out in 1980
2: and not 1976, 77, or 78. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it does
0: I was have shocked the when cool I found old... out it was an 80s movie.
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's total disco scenes in it. You're like, holy shit, all right, disco duck. (laughs) But, I mean, the one thing I do like is the guys running around with a flamethrower taking people out. (laughs) It's like, okay, (laughs) that's different. And the
0: killer's whole performance, he's just creepy as shit. I'm going to jump on, I'm going to listen to my music as loud as I want now, Mom.
2: Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. (laughs) That was another one that you rented it Because the box looked cool and it's In the video store And then you brought it home and you're like Alright, I'm good, I don't need to see this one again <laughs>
0: That's because a better version Of this movie With the exact same plot line Came out later this year And it's later on down the line and that is? Yeah Starts with the M and ends with a C.
2: Oh, maniac!
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Next is Brian De Palma's yeah. Dress to Kill, which I saw.
2: Well, so I remember uh, seeing that. I'm like, oh, so now we're doing um classy uh highbrow horror. <laughs> Because that's what it felt like. It was like, oh, here's the artsy, high-class horror film, you know, made for snooty people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing, Brian De Palma? Where's the sleazy shit? Where's the crap that I love so much in Carrie, the Fury, uh, Phantom of the Paradise, Blowout?
2: Yeah, this was definitely... uh... (laughs) Yeah, no, this one was... was, um... I felt like I should have been drinking a glass of champagne while I watched it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's very glossy. It's a very glossy horror film. The best way to put it.
0: Yeah. And next is the first cannibalized cannibal, cannibal film because this has the music from Cannibal Ferox. It has a kill scene from Last Cannibal World. It has a kill scene from Man from Deep River.
2: <laughs> I know what you're talking about, too. And that's <laughs> <eaten>
0: <laughs> <alive>. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. like seeing Robert Kerman playing a badass Indiana Jones character with a big shit eating grin all on his face throughout the whole movie. Because <laughs> you can just that tell he's had... having the most fun ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun movie, too. Like, I have to get that on disc. I'm so behind on my disc collecting because I've been buying, like, art supplies and shit. But, yeah, no, definitely Eating Alive is a, is definitely high up there if you're into cannibal flicks.
0: <laughs> and next is a weird one. Is Would you think that you haven't seen a movie that stars Joe Pilato and Tom Savini? Yes. And shot in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know
2: what you're talking about, too.
0: <laughs> Effect. Uh,
2: this yeah.
0: is a movie that is, it's weird. I like it. Uh, I, bizarre, like it too. So I be... didn't even know this mother existed until it came out on DVD. I'm like, why a movie with that. Ba-dum? It's a fake smell flow.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all a Romero's. Friends, it's like uh, John Harrison, who did like creepshow music and directed his own film. Did the He did uh, a lot of camera work. Pasquale Bubba, I think his name is Tom Savini's yeah, friend. Pasquale Bubba. Joe Pilato. Yeah, Pasquale B- Bubba. So yeah, and effects. I mean, it's funny because you think with that cast, you know, it'd be like a more, you know, just like straightforward horror. Nah, it's a snuff
0: film.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like great. The, it's it's a, weird,
0: but you. It's definitely one that you haven't seen unless you're a major fan of Savini, Pilato, and all the Romero crew.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, and I do recommend it because it is, like, it is not what you expect from that crowd. I mean, you know, the whole plot of it is dealing with a snuff film. So I definitely search that one out.
0: <laughs>
2: Glad you brought so that found one up.
0: Savini playing a pussyhound ain't much of a stretch.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) that's what he is in real life, too, so. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, he's married now. Married, married.
2: Oh, shit.
0: And next is Encounters of the Spooky Kind, which is fucking awesome.
2: I never saw the full film, but I watched the trailer, and I'm like, all right, so it's a Chinese film. Spooky house, ghost. Apple peeling, what? French pranks, um, people popping out of coffins, a uh, guy beating the shit out of his wife and then throwing her away. What the
0: fuck is this? Guy gets her soul transferred one. into a pig, and then a woman getting her soul transferred into a pig, and then her husband has to kiss a pig that has her soul in it, turn her back human again.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I haven't seen the full movie, but I've seen enough of it to go, holy shit.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. It's wacky as hell. Is it's that one even of available in film? I think it's one of the first films Sammo Hung directed. Oh, okay. And one of the first ones with the jumping vampires. <laughs> ah, yes.
2: Okay, I know. I, yeah, I've seen those films. Trying <laughs> to love to have vampires flying around. <laughs>
0: Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> and next What's is next? "Erotic Night to the Living Dead" by Joe Damato and Laura Gempser.
2: All right, so notice that I was... might know
0: this under an Emmanuel titles. Much as they did those in the nineties.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've seen it. I know it's like dealing with zombies, voodoo curses. There's, there's a cat that's supposed to lead the dead or some shit like that. It was one of those films I rented it because the box cover again looked cool. Brought it home, watched it, and was just like, it, it was kind of forgettable for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it was just like. It's,
0: I thought the coolest yeah, part was when Akamoto's great, you get anthropophagus. Yeah. And when he sucks, you get erotic Nights <laughs> of the Living Dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I rented it because. <laughs> Because of uh, Anthro, I can't pronounce it, Grim Reaper. Anthro, just say. <laughs> I got like Anthro, that's the...
0: Uh, yeah, the Anthro, I rented it because before.
2: of Anthro, because I, cause I recognized the name, and then I brought it home, I'm like, well, this is a far cry from what you did before, I know you could do so much better, Joe.
0: <laughs> I thought rock bands never took an as their name, Anthro, that just sounds so fucking 80s metal, it ain't even funny.
2: Oh, some death metal band, definitely Anthro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that.
0: <laughs> and next <sighs> is a lost film, and please someone put this out on Blu-ray again. We need this out. And that's Fade to Black.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the of uh, movie fan fans movie. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's the obsessive fan film and I mean I can't say enough good things about this movie it's not only just beautifully shot and edited like you really get a sense of the old old Hollywood Babylon of that time period of like the uh, worshipping of film stars and you know it really shows the descent of a broken man into basically insanity like I love that I can't get enough of that film and I really wish someone out there would pick it up and do a proper release of that film so
0: and yeah I mean I've got it covers everything a double feature with it Hell Night
2: yeah see I just have uh, the old DVD
1: yeah. and
2: you know I mean even that end title song always like makes my eyes tear up you know Heroes that song at the end and, yeah. I mean, it just re- references every film fan's love of, like, old Hollywood. References everything yeah. from creature from Black Lagoon, the, the mummy. Black, this
0: is the first time us film geeks seen one, someone who's like us or someone that we knew on screen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, he goes nuts. But, well, not saying that, you know, film fans aren't crazy. But, yeah, no, you definitely, this, ugh. I, I mean, oh you I always want a couple guys in the
0: respect. cons that go around with the big portfolios
2: and stuff, collecting
0: the yeah, autographs yeah. and whatever. And if they're and if the the celebrity they're looking for to meeting is having a bad day or is busy and doesn't give them the time they thought they would deserve. Yeah. They're broken I mean, hearted for the rest shots? of the day.
2: I always feel like I'm, I'm listening to a Bauhaus song when I watch that, especially when he goes to the movie dressed as Dracula and he's sitting in a crowd with goths and punk rockers watching Night of the Living Dead on the big screen. And they're can, all in trance like can,
0: it's some religious ritual.
2: Yeah, you know, and I love the couple of talks that he goes shushes them. <laughs> but it, it totally captures that early Hollywood Babylon. So, like, like pre, you know, 1920s, but, like, I mean, not pre, um, post-1920s Hollywood, the yeah. decadent, decaying Hollywood of that time, before it got cleaned up in Disney eyes, like everything else in this fucking world.
0: Yeah, and Mickey but, Rourke. Yeah.
2: yeah, oh, yeah, Mickey Rourke as an asshole, you know, that's Butch Cassidy. <laughs> come on, come on, hop along. <laughs> if you haven't seen the film... Definitely search this one out. I I can't praise this movie enough, and I'll go on for two hours. So you better move. On.
0: <laughs> we have to oh, we Yeah, do this is thing. a good one. I agree with everything he says. Yeah. And next is one half of the best ghost story yeah. setup I've ever seen, and then one half of the worst fucking zombie film I've ever seen, and that would be. John Carpenter's The Fog.
2: <laughs> See, I love that movie. That one has a special place in my heart because I was hanging out at my cousin's house and we watched it on HBO together, eating fucking pizza and shit. So that movie always have a special place in my heart. And, you know, and Adrian Barbeau looking her hottest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie tells you... Halloween
0: uses her as the same character narrating the movie. Yeah. I just love the yeah. setup to it. That first forty-five minutes of setup is so fucking awesome. From John Houseman telling the story until the fog starting to slowly go over town.
2: Yeah. I mean, the whole part with the ghost ship on the sea killing that crew. That was fucking badass. And then, what's even creepier is when Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Atkins goes on the fucking boat and starts finding like, like you know, it's a whole buildup of like, mm, the, the the beer tastes like seawater, like the yeah, you know, like the like the whole explanation of what's going on was better than the fucking zombies that came at the
0: end. Yeah, I know. It's such a great setup, and then. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, but you got you got to see Rob Bo, Bottin as uh, yeah. the the Gosa <laughs> pirate. That was cool, and with the red eyes, that was cool.
0: Yeah, and if you uh, listen to the commentary, John Carpenter pretty much agrees with me. He says he wishes he I could have shot the second film, the second half of the film, over again. And if he did, he would have kept mm. the ghost monsters war in the background.
2: Yeah. And that was, um, I remember hearing about that, and that was the studio's fault. They were like, oh, you're not giving us enough, you know, like grizzly monsters. You got to throw some more pilots in there. And John Carpenter's like, mm, all right. You know, let me film some scenes. were close up the Those pirate monsters. Doesn't
0: as is. I mean, just imagine yeah, all that fog, yeah. and all of a sudden, just boop, 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 boop. <gasps>
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, the and whole top of the, the lighthouse, a pirate scene. zombie,
0: until that end shot of them cutting off uh, Hal Holbrook's yeah, cutting
2: head, head off. Yeah, yeah, and even the whole um, scene on top of the lighthouse was a reshoot. That the studio was like, no, nah, you got to throw in more chills. All right, <laughs> I'll throw in more chilly creatures with knives and shit. Because they yeah. were basically wanting John Carpenter to do Halloween again, so they wanted more slasher elements. So the movie's great, you know. But yeah, the second half, yeah, okay, it's exciting. There's stuff going on, but it doesn't. But the whole buildup of the movie is definitely the what's worth watching in that film.
0: Oh, God, this build-up is still great. John Houseman's story at the first of the movie yeah. is, he steals that whole movie in that first five minutes.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: It's midnight. Time for one more story.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, moving on,
2: the- on. Oh, yeah, go for it.
0: Go ahead, finish up.
2: What are we doing? Sorry, Miss, I you, 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 you,
0: uh... You were saying something, and I, I you. accidentally interrupted you. Sorry. Oh, okay. No,
2: no, go ahead. Go ahead. Next movie.
0: Going on... Well, a crew worker at this movie was... Next movie was standing outside there, and he's like, Yeah, the movie worked. Here's the end. And he was like, Oh, well, we did good. And we'll get next time, and then, wow, the whole theater jumped up and shit their themselves and started laughing and hoot him and then he just looked over to his friend who was with him and said, "We fucking got him,
2: <laughs>
0: and who would that coworker who would that worker be, Fred
2: oh the coworker uh, I don't know you talk Tom me.
0: Savini. And the coworker oh, yes, would, yes, be, yes. Pat, would be uh, Paso yeah. <laughs> uh, ahead,
2: would be
1: Tasso Tavares. Yes. And what film would that it.
0: be? And this is yours. <laughs>
2: go ahead, say it. I'll let you say it.
0: Friday the thirteenth. Ah
2: <laughs> Uh, one of the greatest slasher films ever fucking made. <laughs> I knew you were leaning towards that. It took me a few seconds, but I knew you were going there. I know you didn't. You didn't want to like spend too much time on it, so we'll just say pretty much. Oh,
0: no, we'll. Just, what are we
2: like twelve?
0: We have to talk about it. This movie well, really was later. Late.
2: <laughs> twelve films huh? later, and it's still live so, yeah, it uh, set up the whole 80s. Oh,
0: did
2: I lose you, you couldn't go
0: to the movies in the 80s at least once a year without seeing a Friday the 13th film. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, nah, it is. But what's funny
0: is. They didn't even have a script for this movie. They just had this cool-ass ad that said the most deadly day of the year. And then a calendar with Friday the 13th it and a knife sticking through it.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was one of those examples where they made a poster before they even made a movie. (laughs) They had a film poster and an ad in the newspapers, but they didn't have a fucking film or a script yet.
0: (laughs) No, they just had the ad. Yeah, I wish they would make a poster of that
2: Of that ad? Yeah, that would be cool I think at some point you can't find it now They reproduced it as a poster But no, I mean It got Harry Maffredini Maffredini, his fucking score music Fucking still lives on in every film today Like every Friday the 13th film now I mean, it just It just became its own monster and even though Jason is only at the end of the first one, Jason is now up there with Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy. He's a classic movie monster now. Yeah, so, he's an example Jason's of what they call
0: one more scare. They were like, we need one more scare to send him off. We need one more scare.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Jason's been popping out of the lake forever. And it's and even though the studios aren't making um, Friday 13 films now, there's you could go to YouTube and find excellent, excellent, fucking um, Friday the Thirteenth continuation f- fan films. One being the bi- one. One of the biggest being Never Hike Alone, which I keep telling you to see. It's a Friday the Thirteenth film. So yeah, this movie started pretty much. It yeah. didn't start the slasher genre, but it really took it to the next level. Well, it set up what and, I know. call
0: the three uh, cornerstones. Uh, uh, the college slasher, oh, God, my my kid's yeah. an adult now, and they're going off without me, and I can't talk to them. The babysitter <laughs> genre, oh, God, my kid's going out alone. They're getting yeah. bigger. And the summer camp genre. Oh, God, my kid's going off to summer camp without me. (laughs) Really the three biggest parents' fears.
2: Yeah, summer camp slashers, that became its own genre. And there's a million imitators out there now. Some excellent, and then some are like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) And that's because Uh. it's easy to find a forest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, kids having sex, doing drugs, and putting themselves in peril in the middle of the woods without adult supervision? Sounds like a slasher film set up for me.
0: Well, that didn't become a trope until maybe about 83, 84, when uh, Nancy Reagan's Just Say No. Yeah. Because as we've seen so far with Boogeyman, Fade to Black, uh, Don't Go in the House, the slasher genre just did whatever the heck it wanted back then.
2: Yeah, all you needed was a psycho guy and some victims. They didn't really have a trope set up yet.
0: Yeah. The tropes didn't come in until they wanted to fit in with Reagan's America. Because, <laughs> Lori, so, Halloween, she talked it up.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, and what was it? I mean, I know we did the movie before, Jason Goes to Hell, when Jason st- stepped on the condom and they said, oh, return to va- family values. Because that was the big thing in the 80s and the early 90s. Family values.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Reagan's America. And and, uh, we're going to a bad slasher. This is another run-up for worst film, and that's Funeral Home.
2: Is that the one with the cool box with the um, headstone and the creepy hand coming up?
0: Yeah, and the cool post and the cool trailer with Michael Berryman. Getting dragged underground—that yeah. has fuck all to do to the movie.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I remember that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was Bill Paxton's first leading role.
2: Oh, was? Yeah, that's how much I—I I, how little I remember that fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god, he's in that.
0: Oh, boring as hell. This one's more of a psycho ripoff than anything, but it's boring. There's not even many kills in this movie.
2: Yeah, see, I barely remember that one. I just remember the box. And I think I rented it, watched about 15 minutes of it, and was like, all right, I'm done. That yeah, that was always the with curse
0: the, back then with the VHS tapes. Yeah. They would have this gorgeous box art that would lie to your ass.
2: Yeah, and then you bring it home and it had nothing to do. And you, and like you said, you see Michael Berryman. Holy shit, there's a picture of him on the back of the box, and here's his name. Oh, he will have eyes. Fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this. Then you get home and you're like, mm, uh, I think I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. <laughs>
0: and what they did is they filmed the teaser trailer before they even had the movie shot, and it had Michael Berryman digging a grave and getting drugged underground, and that's his whole participation in the movie.
2: Yeah, and it had nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> from my, from my yeah. limited memory of it. Yeah, no, that was definitely a skippable movie, even though Bill Patson's in it, because I I love that man. Um, yeah, you can skip that one.
0: <laughs> the Godsend. This is a bizarre little movie that not too many people have seen. I've seen it because I got it on a four, one of them shout factory four movie sets. It's about a woman that has a. It's like The Omen. Except if the instead of the devil it was this woman who goes to people's houses, has babies and leave the babies there and then the babies turn out to be crazy motherfuckers who kill every kid in the house but them. That, actually sounds,
2: that sounds actually really cool. <laughs> that one I never seen, the Godsend. I probably avoid it because of the word God. You know? <laughs> it well didn't no, say God because it's always too.
0: been hard to see.
2: Oh, okay. Like, it's not available.
0: Well, it is now. You can get it on the Shout Factory set for about 12 and a half. The Godsend, the Outing, uh, the Vagrant with Bill Paxton, and something else.
2: Is it worth picking up? <laughs> that's my. That's yeah. all I want to know. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to pick that Just one up. Just for the then.
0: Vagrant. Bill Paxton, Bitten, trip. Dr- oh. Bill Paxton getting driven batshit crazy by a bum that lives in his basement that was uh, living there until Bill Paxton moved in and yuppie eyes the house.
2: Oh, geez. That sounds good. But the godsend sounds cool. You know, having fucking babies and leaving them there. Like, what the fuck? What is she, like laying eggs or some shit? (laughs) <laughs> and
0: again, another horrible slasher, except this one is popular because it's Tom Hank's first row. He knows you alone he knows you're alone, and we don't give a shit.
2: Is that the one with the woman looking all scared? It's like a j- it's like yeah. a painting that's faded in yeah, okay again okay, this was the problem in the eighties rentals cool box shitty fucking movie. <laughs> Whoever the fucking people that were coming up with the box designs, they deserved every penny they got. Because they sold movies that weren't worth shit. When
0: the DVD came out, it had Tom Hanks on the cover.
2: Well, yeah, now you can sell it for that, you know, because Tom Hanks is a big actor. But
0: but back then, no
2: one knew who the fuck Tom Hanks was.
0: (laughs) It's a dumb, boring movie. And next is The hearse, which is weird. It made no fucking sense. I've watched it about three times and I still don't know what the fuck is going on.
2: Yeah, that was another one that I started watching. And about 20 minutes into it, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I, I don't even know what the plot is to this day. Like, I have tried watching it a few times back in the VHS days, and I still have no fucking clue what it is. I know it's a cool title, The Hearse. I watched title
0: like the of the I still you... don't know what the fuck is going on. Yes. Yeah, so... Next is the one that we watched last Saturday Hell of the Living Dead. AKA
2: insert any fucking cool title you want because this movie's fucking
1: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Mondo
2: Zombie Perfection. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I'm even buying. Is... Um, a... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to. I just wanted to say, I'm um, I, I, actually, after our show, last week's show, I'm actually looking up um, imported other countries' versions just so I can own own them. Even though I only have an American D, uh, Blu-ray player, I'm buying international discs for this just because they have different openings to the movie, <laughs> the different title sequences. So I just need, all of a sudden, I'm obsessed with owning different copies of that film. But if you want to know more about Hello Living Dead, listen to our last uh, podcast. We go deep into it, ball deep into it.
0: Santoro lives. No, Santoro (laughs) lives. (laughs) (laughs) And next is a movie, another movie I'm like, this came out in 1980. This is a 70s film, and that's House at the Park of the Edge.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me, I always associated that one with um. Oh, what's that fucking West Craven film? Well, last one my brain. Left, so
0: it stars uh, David Hess.
2: Yeah, is David Hess in this one too?
0: Yeah, he stars no. in this. Oh, that's yeah, why okay. I remember. With
2: it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, see, I like uh, the other one better than this one. <laughs> that's why.
0: <laughs> this one's okay. It's. It's loopy as hell because the last house on the left twist comes out of the fucking blue. At the fucking end, you're like, where the fuck did this come from?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Most of the movies like like a a...
0: Straw Dogs movie with uh, David Hess as a thug and Giovanni Lombardo Redis, a.k.a. John Morgan, as his buddy who gets treated like shit by everybody. And then yeah. during the last three minutes, it turns out, it's the last house on the left film.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like. I think I, I watched the last house on the left, but I kind of, like, watched this one and was like, eh, the other one's better. I'd rather watch that David as film.
0: That yeah, but this movie. one has a better soundtrack. Love me more <laughs> and more.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's total 70s, like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it so really disco and ain't even funny. Yeah. Yeah, the horror was kind of... Well, it's funny because discussing the '80s, like 1980, it's not until like you said later in the '80s horror found itself. Like we came up with our 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 um, ingredients for our different type of genres. Back then, it was just like, well, we're going to write a horror film. We're just put anything out.
0: And I so. miss those days. Well, they still do yeah, that I nowadays. Do it's just that. Most of the, unless you're totally audacious and over the fucking top, most of it you have to know the guys who are making it and then buy it from them.
2: Yeah, I mean, to, to, um, back then there was no formula to their horror. It was just like anything goes. Now it's like a formula. Okay, we're gonna do a slasher, so we need this, 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 this. Oh, we're doing a supernatural. Yeah, and we need they this, like this, it. It's so
0: like they this. pull up. Oh, okay, we're gonna do. I want to do a monster film. Okay, da 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 da.
2: Yeah. All right, so of his, that we're
0: break formula, his... how many '50s monsters movies did you have? The creature stalking the girl and carrying off the pretty lady, and that's all he did—he just uh, carried the bus fucker around. Yeah. And then '1980s yeah, humanoids from the deep came out, and like, are you going to stalk and carry the lady? No. No. Nope. <laughs> what are you going to do? Gonna fuck her. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of her. Well, damn. Okay.
2: Yeah, this was the X rated creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: <laughs> well, it was R, but yeah, it was like, what if the creature from the Black Lagoon scored? It yeah. well, is I mean, look, an unapologetically sleazy, nasty, dirty yeah. mess of a movie.
2: Definitely. Yeah, no, it's, it, I, I actually just recently got the, um, the uh, tin box set from uh, scre- uh, Screen Factory for it. Humanoids from the Deep. It's one of my favorites. It's just so sleazy, nasty. And, I mean, if you really think of the premise of it, here are these fucking fish creatures that know in order for them to get smarter and to evolve, they had to have sex with human women. So they're fucking grabbing human women to impregnate them. There's nothing more like primally horrifying is knowing there's another creature out there trying to outbreed your human. Try to like get rid of the human gene. Isn't that why their most genes men hate each them. other? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's competition
2: <laughs> to, to spread your genes. Well, here you go. Now you got a fucking fish monster wanting to spread its genes. Into our winning. <laughs>
0: yeah, next stage of evolution. Yeah, it's it's a great good. film. Even though Real Barbara good. Peters has said that all of the, porn all of the nastier inserts of the rapes were filmed after she left the movie and she didn't know they existed until she watched them a and she was pissed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did that too. Yeah, they did that. I remember they did that. They, they 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 all right, so okay, we're not gonna show you the re- creature raping you. Okay, good, she's gone. Let's film the scene. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine I go to a movie and being like, Oh yeah, here's where the monster grabs me. Wait, he's buff bu- fucking me. What the hell? <laughs> 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 and it definitely has and one of the greatest endings for Mark and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say this one thing though. Something left over from the '70s did make it into this movie, was the whole American Indian um, fight for its own identity and liberation. You remember, a whole protagonist in the film is after that goddamn dirty Indian. <laughs> yeah,
0: pollution from the fish factory and all that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It still has that '70s message, but it totally looked '80s. It finally didn't look like a seventies movie. Yeah. There was no disco dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it did have wool and flannel.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go. This going yeah, to yeah, be a great that's, that's double
0: feature of prophecy.
2: <sighs> What's next?
0: <laughs> uh, Inferno, the sequel to Suspiria.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have this on bootleg VHS. I never saw a disc of it. So I'm a little behind on this one. This movie I've seen a hundred times. And I never saw the sequels. I know it's the, what is the They call it the Witch Trilogy.
0: Yeah. It's now a flimsy ass trilogy, What it is. And the coolest scenes uh, of this movie were filmed by Mario Bava. You can tell when Dario leaves the building and Mario comes in. You can tell the difference between yeah. got his kind of gothic, and then
1: yeah. Well, Argento is okay. more of
0: the artiste. best thing about it is the Keith Emerson soundtrack.
2: Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, no, Argento is the artiste. He's all about color, light, and mood. And Baba's like, yeah, let's fuck shit up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, moving on. Uh, Long Island Cannibal Massacre By Nathan Schrift Another crazy ass motherfucker Who shot films For like 10 cents With an 8mm camera All in Long Island Where he lived
2: Yeah I have that on save On uh, Amazon <laughs> I'm trying to commit myself To buying it Because I actually had a friend That saw it and was like Don't Don't I'm like, but
0: it's like $5. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it great, the $5. There's a great. Right, Long okay. Island Cannibal Massacre, uh, Weasels Rip My Flesh.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, I've been to Long Island a lot. Like, I had a, a, yeah. a girl, that, not a girlfriend, but a friend of mine that lived out there, and she, we always hit, like, the beaches, and we always run around Long Island. And, you know, it's a very cool place. Like, I could see, like, the locations would be awesome for this film. But I'm like, is it worth it? Or is it like Astro Zombies where it's all cool titles but there's nothing
0: going on? And my favorite one of his, They Don't Mow the Grass Anymore.
2: Ooh. That's a title (laughs) I haven't heard.
0: All right. You you Uh, gave me
2: some new films I got to look up. uh,
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, next is Macabre, Lamberto Bava's first film, and it's about a girl who loves her boyfriend so much that she keeps his head after he's dead, and the head gives her head.
2: Yeah, um, what movie did they do that in? Uh, Necromantic Part Two, Kind of the same, same thing.
0: No, I mean, literally, well, the head... Is- For some reason, the head's still... They don't explain what the hell's going on. All I know is at the end of the film, he looks in the fridge, finds the head, and then the head rips the hero's throats out. And throughout the movie, you hear her put the head between her legs, and (laughs) you (laughs) hear... Oh, so it's
2: a zombie flick. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) the zombie likes to eat pussy.
1: (laughs) All right, that one,
0: yes. what the... It's one of yeah, those a lot weird, of weird little Italian films. Mama yeah, that I could, uh... probably... Oh God!
2: Is it but available that. at all or no?
0: Yeah. All
2: right, I gotta find that one. I gotta see. I gotta see a zombie head-given woman uh, head.
0: <laughs> yeah, and next is the movie that, when it came out, the star of it complained to the director. Jesus fucking Christ, you look at this poster. You gave me a fucking hard-on. And I didn't notice that until I watched the Joe Spinell story, and you can't unsee it. Every time you look oh. at the poster, you will see that giant hard-on in Joe Spinell's the character's pants and maniacs poster.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Maniac, again, uh, came out in 1980. definitely 70s. So There's a whole different oh, I don't theme know. with Tom Savini.
0: A- I would say Maniac is the first sleeves film because it had that 80s funk to it.
2: Yeah, but it still has uh, Tom, disco Tom Savini <laughs> coming out of the nightclub. Yeah, I night all know. <laughs>
0: I know, but it has that smell of piss and shit that you would put with the 80s New York shop film.
2: True, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I but watched it with it a bunch
0: did. of uh, versions about a couple of years ago at the Knoxville Horror Fest. It still Ooh. kicked their
1: ass. Yeah, no, that, that movie, you never They were joking at the first little
0: bit, and then as soon as Spinell started going on, you could have heard a mouse piss on cotton. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, they that movie still holds uh, a <gasps> sharp edge
0: And I look around yeah, after that, the movie's yeah. over It's like shell-shocked
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's great Yeah, no, that movie still has a sharp edge I mean, I watched it recently And I'm like, yeah, no, it hasn't lost anything it, It's so still it's right still up got
0: there it nasty yeah. edge And I love that
2: Yeah, it's still like sleazy New York And what's funny is when it came
0: out, man, the reviews said, oh, this movie's unrealistic. This could never happen. (laughs) And then Edward Kemper. what? Go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, yeah, we have serial killers now because it (laughs) has, not because of the movie, but we have serial killers that proved how fucking realistic that film is.
0: Yeah, and then Edward Kemper, uh, what, John Wayne Gacy, uh, Dahmer. Jeffrey
2: Dahmer, yeah. Yeah,
0: they were all like, yeah, no, that's...
2: Yeah, before that film, um, the serial killer was basically, you always just thought of the ghoul from Plainfield. You thought of Ed Gein. Like, you thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, you thought Cannibal. Like, that one made the serial killer... Your friend, your your neighbor, your landlord, you know, he's he's in the city with you. He's riding the train next to you. That's it. He, he's walking through the park talking to beautiful women. You know,
0: oh, that's a maniac. Bullshit. I'm like, come on, man,
2: don't. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still, seen a it,
0: go ahead, finish. Sorry. No, I
2: was going to say before that, Splasher films are horror. Or, or serial killers, basically, before the term serial killer, they made them bigger than life. They were almost monsters. They they couldn't be real. You know, they're, they're fucking, they're, they're not even from this world. Maniac made him the guy that you could be sitting next to on the train.
0: Yeah. that scared people. And the whole abuse thing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it actually
2: kind of humanized him a little bit. Like, oh, fuck, he's horrible. But his mom was a prostitute who fucking beat the shit out and put cigarettes out on him.
0: (laughs) And that's a detail I didn't notice until I seen it on DVD when it got really good prints.
2: Yeah. The cigarette burns. Oof. Chilling fucking film. Still holds up to this day. Never lost its edge.
0: And next what is the Monster Club, the last of the Amicus anthologies. Besides its cool theme song, this movie, you could tell, it was made for 10, five cents. <laughs> if that. Uh, some of the real monsters in the movie, they're all supposed to be real monsters. You could tell they're fucking wearing Halloween masks because the rubber masks are just flopping all over the place on their heads. Yeah.
2: Yeah <laughs> It was definitely a cheese fest it, was, it wasn't high quality At all Who was in that again Shit. The three um
0: Vincent Price, Donald Pleasant, Price, John Carradine Pleasant.
2: Yeah And you figure what a cat, Well this was towards the end their, The end of their careers Like before, Yeah I mean, this
0: was the last Anthology Period Yeah
2: yeah, no, I mean, that that was like the twilight of the careers. I mean, thank God Vincent Price did Edward Scissorhands. He went out on a high note. Carradine, I don't remember what he went out on. And Donald Ple- Pleasence re- revised his roles in uh, the, the last few Halloween films, you know, which, I mean, I, I know people hate him, but I don't hate him, especially Halloween 666. I don't hate that movie. I still oh, love seeing God. Donald Pleasance in said it. The
0: Halloween 666 is great. But I understand yeah. why they had to reshoot it.
2: Oh, yeah, because he died. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't continue with him, yeah, because he would have been the main guy in the next one. But I'm glad Donald Pleasance went out on a high note with Halloween 666. And I don't... Carrotty, what happened to him? Do you remember his last uh, name? He...
0: Didn't do much after that Last thing I think he did was a House of the Long Shadows Which might come up okay. in eighty-one, eighty-two. Gotcha And moving gotcha. on I All I gotta say is it? What do you say when I say Rory Calhoun, Wolfman Jack And, Ste- and <laughs> Nancy Parsons <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I love this song I love this song.
0: Hotel fucking hell. Oh, my God. Of all the things I did in this movie, (laughs) laughing my ass off is not one of the things I expected.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's a horror film. It's a solid horror movie. But it's funny as fuck, too. It got the formula right. It's very rare where a horror comedy actually gets it right to where it's not stupid. And this movie is yeah. definitely not stupid, but you're going to be laughing your ass off. It's funny.
0: And I mean, it
2: has some of the most portable lines. You know, Farmer Vincent's and fritters.
0: Yeah, it takes <laughs> and, um, all kinds of fritters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters.
2: And I use no preservatives. And then the greatest ending, oh, I have a confession. I used preservatives.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> the, the biggest hippie of them all. I used preservatives. Yeah. And plus, and, and, but uh, but Roy like with the pig's eggs on and the chainsaw. Jesus.
2: Any, anybody That's who read the- Fangoria magazine in the 80s, one yeah. of their issues came out with a fold-out poster of him in the pig's head with the chainsaw. And I remember when I first got that issue and I hung that poster in my wall, when I was a kid, my mom walked in, saw that poster, and was like, take that down.
0: <laughs> you know the cover with uh, the pig's head, Rory Carhoon, the pig's head, issue nine? Yes. That got pulled from the uh, newsstand racks because it was giving kids nightmares.
2: See, I loved it because of that. I remember when I read it in Fangoria, I'm like, I have to see this. (laughs) And I literally went out and rented it (laughs) immediately (laughs) when it came out. And, of course, now I own the um, Screen Factory uh, Blu-ray of it, so I can watch it any time I want.
0: (laughs) And What's funny is the Halloween in the 1980. My local theater had a 49 cent showing of it.
2: Holy shit. On Halloween night. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Sold out in 20 of course minutes.
2: You <laughs> oh, God. Did you go, or did you actually no, get in? No,
0: I was too late.
2: Oh, damn it. That would have been great to see on a big screen.
0: Yeah, that's another one that's on my big screen, wanted to see list.
2: Oh and I just gotta say it has one of the there's a band in the movie and it has one of the greatest band names ever. Ivan and the Terribles.
0: <laughs> yeah, with uh Cliff the mailman from Tears is
2: of... <laughs> Yeah. I remember, I remember Motel Hell was so popular. Didn't Joe Bob Briggs show it like four or five times when he's on Monster Vision? Yeah. Like, he would just re-show. He's like, all right, here we go again. going to show Motel Hell by popular request.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah you a- can tell he didn't like working there.
2: Yeah, no. No. No, but, I mean, I still love the show. Monster Vision, I was glued to my TV every Saturday night for Monster Vision. I- Even when they showed
0: showed the Shawshank Redemption about three times a year on it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I remember watching it the last time he showed it. That's the first time I ever heard him cuss.
2: Ooh, he was on TNT. He couldn't cuss on TNT.
0: Oh, he's like, my contract's out. I only got about two minutes left, and I'm fucking drunk. And this is a fucking beer. (laughs) We're going to show the oh, Shawshank Redemption for the fiftieth time, so fuck it. <laughs> wow, that I don't
2: remember. I think I skipped Shawshank Redemption oh. for the fifth time. <laughs> I mean, it did get to where it's like they kept repeating movies, and it was like, ah, stop. <laughs> All right, we got how many more? We got we got a long list this is 1980. Damn, there's a lot of movies in 1980. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we're just coming up, <laughs> and next is Mother's Day. Another great, ah! sick little
2: comedy. <laughs> I remember all. Um, so I had a friend who was uh, into like disco, and I was, of course, in the punk.
1: And we <laughs> used to do
2: the um banter that those two guys used to do. Disco stupid, punk sucks. Disco stupid, punk sucks.
0: <laughs> We should just
2: do that, make each other laugh. Yeah,
0: that's another harsh one. I warn you, it's a dark, nasty, depressing film.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, with this, yeah, this would definitely fall under um rape revenge film. So, yeah, it's a rape revenge film, but with a lot going on for it. I mean, it's not just a simple rape revenge film. You know, that's the motivating factor for the victims. But there's just so much going on with this flick. I mean, you got Queenie, the fucking mutant fucking sister running around the woods. You got you got the mom who's like fucking got plastic blow up pits as a pillow. Like what the fuck the the house they lived in, I swear to god I've been in houses like that that were filled with old broken toys and like old Posters and shit, and just dirt and grime, clothes. Because New Jersey, because that was filmed here, I think in Jersey. And yeah. before they started building up all the wooded areas, like now it's like hard to find anything. But back when I was growing up, you walk into the woods, you're finding old abandoned houses. And it wasn't uncommon to find a house filled with like old toys and shit. And that's where a lot of New Jersey got a lot of its um, reputation as having a lot of horror, you know, uh, ghosts. Hauntings and shit. So New Jersey, and we of course we have a magazine in New Jersey called Weird New Jersey that started documenting all that stuff. So yeah, no that that movie that touched the chord with me because I remember I was like, oh, I've been to places like that. Oh shit, I'm looking at him running to two mutant brothers <laughs> with a psychotic mom <laughs> talking about how they're citified. And <laughs>
0: this and, is, citified, and this it. is another one that skated out unrated.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well it was on what? Lloyd Kaufman's brother, right? Troma yeah. Studios brother. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, of course they were famous for getting trying to get shit out on But <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. The movie still gives me like creeps me out at certain scenes. Like when he walks in with the fucking the uh trap he's like, Oh baby's raccoon leg you know, it's like ripped off and they're just like yeah. laughing about it, eating cheese whiz for breakfast. The movie is yeah. just disturbing on so many levels. Oh god! But it's, it's actually, even though it's a rape revenge film, they they, that's just a little small part of it. The rest of the film just goes off into this psychotic tangent. That's just entertaining as hell. Anyway, sorry, I'll shut up.
0: <laughs> and before we mention this next one, I'll mention these real short. Prime night sucked ass. If you're a fan of that, you're you don't know good slashers from bad ones. It's horrible.
2: Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis is cute. <laughs>
0: That's
2: the only defense I can give for that. Other than that, it's just like, okay. But Jamie Lee Curtis is cute, but she's got a lot of other films to, she did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now getting to the worst film of 1980, and might be up there in the top two of worst slashers. And that would be New Year's Eve (laughs) Are
2: we even going to talk about that one? Because that's one that I saw. Don't even try to figure out
0: the logistics of how the fuck this asshole could get from time zone to time zone the way he did, meet girls and kill them and then get back. This movie is...
2: Yeah. I have to the tell it's all midnight. <laughs> up
0: the 31st is that there's not that many fucking New Year's Eve horror films.
2: Yeah. No, that's true. There's what? Um, oh, what's the other one? The other New Year's horror film?
0: Bloody that's New it. Year.
2: That's it. That's
0: it. <laughs> How did you feel <laughs> looking at Ross Kelly and the music she's playing? They're supposed to be punk.
2: Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of good things to say about this film. <laughs> uh, you brought it up. Uh, yeah, we're talking about 1980s films. And this was another one where it's like, okay, Halloween was popular. People like those slasher films. Uh, what can we do to be different? He's going to fly time zone to time zone to kill people in different th- in, at, new- at midnight in different areas. Okay. Yeah. But this movie makes no sense. Shut the fuck up, Steve. Okay,
1: Donnie. Okay. Show up work. and hold the boom mic. <laughs> 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 Show up and serve and our craft services crackers.
0: Yeah. And next I have a movie I have an affectionate uh, subtitle of. That's Bigfoot Fuck shit up. And that's Night of the Demon. <laughs> yeah.
1: This
0: whole movie is... Scenario is set up, then Bigfoot fucks shit up.
2: Yeah, see, I always confuse this one with um, Night of the Demons with... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I know. Now,
0: this is the Night one where the Bigfoot <laughs> rips off the guy's pecker for pissing in his woods. Yeah. <laughs> and gets the two Girl Scouts to stab each other.
2: Yeah, I mean... I'm a huge fan of the curse of Bigfoot, aka The Teenagers versus the Monster or Creature, where the fuck the uh, yeah. original title was. So I mean I can't really put this Bigfoot movie down because I, I do love Bigfoot films, Boggy Creek, all those, you know, Snow Beast and shit like that. So I'm a big fan of like the whole Bigfoot lore. Like today I'm watching in search of. And I'm watching the Bigfoot episodes. I'm a big huge in, uh, a fan of oh, the Bigfoot genre.
0: Great, I mean, you see two Girl Scouts with two big fucking Rambo-type survival knives. Yeah. <laughs> in
2: 1980. <laughs> yeah. I, and then Bigfoot
0: grabs so, yeah, the knives in their hands and then gets them to stab themselves. <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's loopy
0: as hell, but it's fun. it is so much fun.
2: Yeah, I like I said, I it's hard for me to dislike a Bigfoot film. You have to really be lame to, for me not to get into it. So <laughs> I mean I even and love next is
0: Night of the Hunter with uh by Jean Relane, which is pretty good. I'm not that much of a John Roleen fan. I know I'm going to get hung for that.
2: Yeah, I could skip this one myself. Like, you know,
0: (laughs) I'm not not the biggest fan. And next we have the award with my favorite actor, a guy who is so turgid and stiff in any role he's ever that he is the most wooden actor I have ever seen. And I have the, a award at the end of the year for the Steve's for Worst Actor, but I call it the Hugo Stiglitz Memorial Award. <laughs> and we're at Virta Lindy's Nightmare City, which is a fun movie. When Hugo oh, the movie, Stiglitz the movie not is not on great. the camera. <laughs> oh, come on. Hugo
2: Stiglitz has the greatest mustache in film history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: it's just hilarious. Just him, look him looking at these zombies coming out and cutting up everybody and ripping up everybody, and he just has this yeah. urgent look. <laughs>
2: hey, first of all, they're not zombies. They're the infected. Okay. Yeah. He hated when you called them zombies. <laughs> They're the infected. But um, yeah, no. He was, he, I, there's one scene where he actually gets animated, and that's where he runs to the car, jumps in the car, and runs the uh, infected over. So yeah. he's kind of animated in that scene, and you got to give it to him when he throws the fucking Molotov at the car and blows them all up. His little ass <laughs> Coke bottle, he blows up an entire fucking you know? uh, ambulance. <laughs> The movie is definitely One of my top five Like I own three copies of it Just because I keep buying them Whenever there's a new new release This is the one that came out out of City City of the Living Dead Yeah Yep. No, City of the Walking Dead It came out of City City of the the Walking Walking Dead Dead.
0: Not bad
2: Yeah, because I have both versions I have the uh, City of the Walking Dead version And I have the Nightmare City version (laughs) And I mean, I I watch that movie at least three times a month. Like, I'm always pulling it. And I like watching the old, um, the degraded film stock. Because it just gives more ambiance to the movie. Where the, um, film stock is actually deteriorating. And there's parts of it that even, like, the emulsion turns different colors. So, sorry, I gotta let my cat out. (laughs) She's, like, meowing like crazy. But, um, yeah, no, I, I love this fucking movie, the way it looks, the acting. I love the beautiful women in it. Like, you know, I love the, the, um, that style. It's just, and there's, God fuck, who knows what's going on scenes. Like, when a woman turns around, she's a sculptor, she leaves the room to look at a lawnmower running on her lawn by itself. Okay, I guess zombies are letting lawnmowers go. Then she walks back in the room and there's a bloody knife in the fucking, in the um, sculpture. No explanation. What the fuck was that
0: all about? Yeah, Which,
2: this is another film how goofy film.
0: and dumb. The Italian movie is, and this is goofy and dumb. All of them yeah. have amazing fucking soundtracks.
2: Yes, this is definitely one that you want the soundtrack to. Do, do, do,
1: do, do. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 inspiring. I mean, uh, I could go on forever about this movie because I love it so much. But it definitely inspired um, Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Oh, God, And, yeah. yeah, you could definitely, if you watch Planet Terror, you, you see this movie's uh, thumb mark all over it. And um, Savini's supposed to do a remake. Now, the last time, a few months ago, I contacted him. They had a Kickstarter and everything to try to get Savini to do the, um, remake. And they said it's still, you know, going. I'm like, well, Savini ain't getting any fucking younger, man. He's, like, almost 70. When the fuck are you going to do this remake? Because <laughs> we need this remake.
0: This COVID uh, I, thing I, is throwing you know. a wrench in everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, no. uh... No, it, it fucked everything I don't up. Know. But, I mean, this I've is a come up to me at the ago.
0: drive, in It's been a couple of years. I don't know. He's, he's buff as shit.
2: Yeah, he's definitely in great shape for a fucking elderly, man. So hopefully he'll live long enough to see this movie come to fruition. Because, I mean, as much as I love the original, I would love to see either a sequel or a remake of this. Just so there's another nightmare city out there for me to enjoy. <laughs> because that's what I need. So,
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, I could talk about this all night. We might actually have to do this one on a podcast.
0: Yeah, that one's definitely one of we're probably going to have to do. And next yeah. is <laughs> The Other Hell by Bruno Mattei. Ooh. <laughs> you haven't seen that one? It's, it's fun. It's Bruno Mattai doing a non-sploitation film.
2: Oh, okay. Non-sploitation? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. sighs> Ooh.
0: And the ending of it is the guy finds a book, and he opens it up, and it causes him to set on fire.
2: (laughs) Well, that happens to me when I walk into a church.
0: (laughs) 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 And next is Patrick Still Lives, a sequel to Patrick. And this one is, depending on what cut you get, it can be gory or porny.
2: Yeah, I saw the original, Patrick. I kind of skipped the second one because I'm like, all right, so it's the same guy laying in a bed doing telekinesis causing murders. Um, what new are they going to do with this guy? Uh,
0: taking a fire paste, uh poker and graphically shoving it up a woman's oh. Oh,
2: okay, so then I should have saw this one.
0: <laughs> I doubt yeah, you this Yeah, it's trash. It's great Euro trash, Lee's. All
2: right. Because I remember I saw the original Patrick. I rented it with, uh, at a video store. You know, it was like the early days my parents would go, and I rented it. I remember I watched it, and I was like, all right, this is cool concept. And, but it just didn't leave an impression on me. So I kind of skipped the second
0: one. Okay. And here is – I'm pissing over a few because I, I... – Fraternal Wolfman, yeah. and we talked about Prime Night Schizoid. It's crappy, it's a slasher, Klaus Kinski is in it. What do you mean? Yeah. And next is a movie that I personally hate, but everyone else does, and I think they're dumb and they think I'm dumb, so we both agree that we're both dumb, and that's The Shining. I I have never really liked this movie.
2: Oh uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, let me get into this. Um I know uh, whatchamacallit, King fans hate it because it's not the book. And other people didn't get into it because it's too how can I say surreal and abstract. I my thing that I love the most is I like the soundtrack. Um Big on the oh, soundtrack
0: Wendy Carlos.
2: Yes, I love the soundtrack of uh, the Shining, so when I watch it, I'm listening to the soundtrack and I love the open space of the hotel of uh, the the hotel and everything. I like the whole um, isolation because I always put myself if I could be there, I would be there in a heartbeat, by myself with my film collection and be happy as pig and Shit. So, and I think um, Wendy, played by uh, Duvall, her with a baseball bat is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen.
0: Her holding funny, a baseball bat. Yeah, oh yeah. But you <laughs> she can't hold the mainly tortured her that she yeah. has been on anti-psychotic drugs ever since then because of this fucking movie.
2: Yeah, if you watch the making of The Shining, you can actually see her breaking down. Like she's losing it because Kubrick treated her like complete shit. Because he wanted to get the most he could out of her. I mean, is it the greatest film? I mean it's moody. It definitely I love the ghost aspects. You know, there's there's things in the film that I love to death. And there's things in the film that I'm like, eh, okay. You know? Uh... So, but I definitely, when they did the TV version of The Shining, and they had like the bushes coming to life and everything, I'm like, all right, now I can see why Kubrick skipped that, because <laughs> it it looks goofy. <laughs> yeah,
0: too early CGI always looks goofy.
2: Yeah, but I even think today they still couldn't pull off uh, scary animal-sculpted b- bushes. I don't, I don't. It's just not something that's frightening. It sounds good yeah. in the book. But to put it on the screen, I think Kubrick kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to make my own shining. So I don't even call it Stephen King shining. I call it Kubrick shining. That has nothing it to do is Stanley exactly Kubrick
0: oh. shining. And to close out tonight, yeah. and we still got some to go, then we'll do 82 on the next one of these shows that we do about the 81, the next 80, and that's Terror Train. The movie that <laughs> Siskel Lieber called, uh disgusting gory rape fest.
2: <clears throat> really? Rape? I don't remember yeah. any raping going on.
0: There's no raping in this movie. This is one of the most old timey <laughs> mystery type slashers yeah. there is and it's good.
2: Yeah, it's it's basically a modern version of murder on the Orient. That's basically what it is. What a magician.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and David Copperfield Jamie, Before he is successful
2: Yeah And again, it's another Jamie Lee Curtis film She was busy as fuck in 1980 <laughs> Doing film oh, after God. film And I mean, it had some of the most um, It had some really cool scenes in it Like I actually own a copy on, on uh, Blu-ray And it definitely had some I love the, the how he kept changing the Halloween costumes
0: because yeah. you know the whole
2: train takes takes um place on New Year's on a train everybody's in costumes. So and uh, the setup is good. The guy loses his mind because they fucking set him up to have sex with a, uh, you know a body that's been um, cut up. So. <laughs> and then he, he that's his getting revenge. And I love the fact that he was the assistant to the magician, dressed in drag, because I yeah. never caught that. I was I actually at one point I was like, hey, she's kind of sexy. And I'm like, holy fuck, it's the killer. God damn it.
0: Yeah, you know, how I would have changed that beginning. I would have had him go like, could you please turn out the fucking lights? Oh, oh, oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, then you would have been making George Baguette's uh, necromantic. That's <laughs> a totally yeah.
0: different
2: <laughs> 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 no, but No, it's a decent slasher.
0: It's one of the better ones. It's got more meat to the bones than most slashers.
2: Yeah, and it's definitely better paced than a lot of them. So but there's, this there's is, enough but there. But it's definitely
0: a '70s slasher. Well, if you notice yeah. any of the slashers that Jamie Lee Curtis was in, and this is pretty much her last one, were '70s set era slashers. Prom Night is full of disco. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, no, definitely Because, well, they were all trying to capture that same lightning of Halloween Which was a total 70s movie So anything they put her in had that 70s feel, you know
0: And look at the ones that were successful for 1980 Maniac, Friday the 13th, uh, you know they didn't try to capture yeah, that lightning in a the bottle. They went and did their own thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Terror Train did all right when it was released. I don't think it was one of those. Oh yeah, ones.
0: because it's actually it's a quality film.
2: Yeah, so you know it's actually really good.
0: Ugh. It's actually one of the most I mean, popular ones. More... Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the fan love for Prom Night because that movie is boring. <laughs>
2: I think um, Prom Night benefited from Leslie Nielsen is in it, and everyone knows the Naked Gun series. Uh, What else is in it? Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that's it.
0: Yeah. And the fat guy gets laid. That's right. That's right.
2: Gives guys like me hope.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, we'll finish up 80 with that. And I hope you enjoyed this. Tomorrow night, well, I got stuff to talk about. That's just it. And we'll be back. Yeah. Okay. Next time, we'll finish it up there with another bizarre shot in Pittsburgh horror film that no one really knew about much. Uh, one of the best lines in there, and Disney does a slasher. And there's one that we forgot about, something that was very important. I don't know. I will get to it. <laughs>
2: oh, come on. Which uh, pretty <laughs> right, much, right. we love
0: Friday the 13th, but this one is pretty much the best horror film that come out in 1980. Wouldn't you say, the one that we haven't mentioned yet?
2: Well, I mean, there's a whole list that we haven't mentioned, but sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> the one that we could have mentioned earlier.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do you want me to say it, or do you want?
0: <laughs> no, keep as suspense. We gotta leave okay. them in suspense. We tease him. Nah, 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 nah.
2: Okay, we'll tease him. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely up there. And we, I was hoping we'd get to it, but I guess not. <laughs>
0: And don't forget, all, right. all the ones that we have talked about tonight, the ones you really need to look up is uh, Fade to Black. That one is freaking amazing. Yeah. If it's on Definitely look that YouTube, I'll put it up on my wall.
2: Okay. If not, I'm sure there's still DVDs floating around out there. My No, no,
0: no, 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 bitch. You've got one of the holy grails of horror, son, the DVD. My DVD goes probably now for about eighty. Yours goes for about oh, ninety. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no one has put that movie out since the ones that we got.
2: Shit! It really needs a re-release. All right. Maybe I'll write Screen Factory and be like, "Hey, <laughs> get this shit out there."
0: Yeah. And with that. Good
2: night, everybody. Good night
1: <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over <laughs> <laughs>
0: motion gun open the circuit the pressure it's all the ship's energy is now in the wave motion gun i doubt
1: anyone here would recognize civic virtue if it reached up and bit you in the ass oh did i hurt your feelings The magneto's right there's a war coming danger will robinson danger you sure you're on the right side Hasta vista, baby